What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to my social life. This is the podcast where you can hear the real stories behind the people on social media. I'm your host, Jacob Kelly. As always, today's podcast is powered by TrueFan, and today is a takeaways episode. And if you're new here, what a takeaways episode is, is where I sit down, I talk to you about the most recent podcast episode of the week. And today we're discussing my conversation with Tyler Babin. Now, if you haven't had a chance to listen to the full podcast yet, no worries. Babin is a former creative director for Gary V. He was a member of Team Gary V. He was there for about three three to four years. He also had some time where he worked on Vayner Talent and he was also on Empathy Wines for a little while. Then once he left Vayner, he actually went and was a resident in the Adobe Creative Residency, um, which essentially Adobe pays a handful of creatives a full year salary to chase their passions for a full calendar year in the attempts to make it their job when they come out the other side. Today, Babin resides in Portland, Oregon, and he's a full-time creator. He also does some consulting work at different projects here and there. Um, And I was really excited to have Babin on the podcast. Babin is someone that I have kind of had my eye on to come on the show probably from the get-go. Like I've always admired his work. I talked about it in the podcast. I think his typography, um, I mean, just straight up like his video is amazing, but something that always stood out to me with Babin was his typography. I always loved it. Um, and I, yeah, so Babin was someone who had kind of been like, I want to get him on the podcast at some point. Um, and I can actually remember a year ago, I think it was a year ago, just over a year ago, probably last summer. Um, I posted a video about, um, how to, um, how to schedule posts on Instagram because you couldn't really do it at that point. Um, this is when Facebook's creator studio had just came out and I posted a video of it somewhere and Caleb Ralston, who was also on team Gary View, who's been on this podcast before episode 26, I believe, um, shared it and said, yo, everyone like message at Jacob Kelly uh, to learn how to schedule your posts on Instagram. And I got a couple of messages and Babin was one of them. Babin messaged me, asked me like, how do I, how do you schedule your Instagram content? And I remember my girlfriend seeing Babin message me and she was like, whoa, like, is that Babin, like whose videos you've been watching? And I was like, yeah, it actually is. And she's like, are you freaking out? And I was like, I'm not, I'm not freaking out. Um, I think one thing I learned the podcast is people are just people. And I don't really have that freak. I don't freak out when people message me or when I get the chance to talk to people. Um, but it was still really cool. And she, I just remember the fact that my girlfriend saw it and she recognized who Babin was, the fact that I've been watching his videos. Um, and she's like, are you going to ask him to come on the podcast? And I was like, not yet. But I was like, now's the time. But he will come on the podcast at one point. At some point, he'll be on the show. And I just, I think I was working that night, actually. I think I was working at the football game. Or like working at a away game. So I was watching it in the living room. Um, but I was like, yeah, he'll be on the podcast at some point. And um, sure enough, here we are. Oh, just over a year, year and a half later. And we got Tyler Babin for episode 119. It was great to have him on the show. And I really want, another thing too, I want to give a shout out to Babin four is just he feel if you watched the video on youtube you would have noticed that he was drinking a red bull throughout the podcast and that was because he was exhausted um he actually speaking of caleb he'd spent the day before we recorded this podcast um the full day driving around with caleb um just taking different photos and getting different shots a 12-hour marathon day drove all day came back home and pretty much woke up and recorded this podcast with me um, so I just want to give him a big shout out for being as tired as he was and being a champ, champing it through a 90 minute podcast. So I really appreciate that. I really appreciate Babin for that. But no, this was a really fun podcast. I have a lot of takeaways. I might not even get to all of them just for sake of time. Um, 
But I think where we're going to start with this one, and this was something that I, I even kind of wrote down. I mean, I wrote a lot of this down before the podcast, but one thing that stood out to me even when prepping was Babin talking about how doing what you, and again, this is a Casey Neistat quote, um, but it was talking about how doing what you don't want to do shows you what you really want to do. And in Babin's case, it was working at Staples. Uh, every every time he was at Staples, stocking, sh- or stocking shells, uh, opening boxes, and he was just fantasizing about being a creator. And then he got offered a promotion at Staples to work in like the tech section. And he's like, I can't, this isn't for me. Um, but doing what he wanted to do or doing what he didn't want to do showed him exact showed him that this is like you it told him what he wanted to do because that's what he was thinking about all day. So when he was at work all when you're at work all day, like what and if it's not your dream job, which for most of you might not be, what are you thinking about? What do you wish you were doing? And ask yourself those questions. Cause I think it's important. Like if you could be anywhere right now, what would you rather be doing than this? Right? And I think I think, but I think where I my thing with that is like sometimes I, you don't know. Like, what if you don't know what's next? What if you don't know where you want to go, but you know you don't want? I mean, I, but then I come back. I'm kind of having an an internal debate with myself out loud here on this podcast. But it's just like, if you could do anything at this point, like, what would you rather be doing? As ridiculous as it is, what do you think about when you're at work? And I just like that point. I think it's something I wrestle with a little bit because it's just like, what would what would you rather? Like, I don't know. And I'm going to move on because I feel like I'm making absolutely no sense at this point. Uh, but I said there was something worth highlighting. And if you're working a job you don't like, just ask yourself, like to observe, don't even ask yourself, just observe what you think about while you're at work. What would you rather be doing? And speaking of what would you rather be doing, if you're sitting at work thinking of what you'd rather be doing and you're not doing anything to get there, you've got to try. Because at the end of the day, you have to avoid asking yourself, what if at pretty much all cost you don't want to have to deal with the regret you you like you if you have something that you want to be doing and you're not actively doing it why why not is my question my genuine question is why aren't you working towards it and it's not for lack of time because it's not a lack of time it's always a lack of priority there is time to do anything you want to do but it comes down to how much time are you willing to devote to it? And if you don't have time, that's just, you're not prioritizing it because there's 24 hours in a day and you're just, you're doing things in that time, but that just means you're prioritizing all these other things above whatever it is you actually want to be doing. And I understand like some of us have a job and like, and naturally you're going to have to prioritize the job that pays you money over the, the idea of what you want to do that doesn't pay you anything. But I urge you to, to go after it. Don't be sitting here in 60 years, 50 years, 40 years, and be wondering, man, what if I did this? What if I did X? In Babin's case, it was dropping everything and moving to New York, bleeding money to try and get a job at Vayner. And he didn't want to be sitting even five years removed from then. Like imagine if Babin right now hadn't taken that jump. Like he wouldn't want to be sitting where he is right now and being like, what if I'd taken that risk? And what if I'd gone to New York? You know, you don't want to have that feeling. Leave no stone unturned. Chase your dreams. And even like Babin said as well, if the best time to, to do that, to take those crazy risks is when you're young. So if you're young, which I'm assuming a lot of you listening to this podcast are, 
especially if you live at home, you have such a tremendous opportunity to, to take crazy risks. Because if you don't have a ton of overhead, if all you have to pay for is like your phone bill and like going out for dinner, I mean, we're in a time of COVID right now where going out for dinner doesn't even happen that often. If you have the ability to not pay rent, to basically just pay for a phone bill and like minor little expenses here and there, you have the ability to take so much risk and just go for it. Don't, don't waste the time you have. Don't get 10 years down the line and wonder what if you'd, what if you'd done whatever it is you want to do? What if you'd started that business? What if you'd auditioned for that role? What if you'd tried and posted videos on YouTube? What if don't have, when you get to the end of this, just life, don't try to try to have as least amount of what if scenarios as possible. I know in some cases it's impossible, but you know what? Like it's just seeing, just what talking to Babin and just seeing kind of his demeanor as he's talking about how it terrifies him to have that question to ask himself what if and how he tries to avoid it at all costs. It just really kind of hit home with me that that is well, there's a finite amount of time here and I just don't I don't want you to waste it. I don't. I don't want you to wonder what if there's just such an opportunity, especially if you don't have any over it. Even if you do, you still have the ability to pursue your dreams. You might not be able to take as many risks as someone else, but just make sure you're chasing your dreams, whatever that looks like. I don't care how ridiculous it is either. Either A lot of people talk themselves out of whatever it is they want to do because they don't think it's realistic. And all I have to say to that is, is there someone doing your dream job right now? And there probably is. For 99.9% of you, there probably is, unless your dream job is to be like a farmer on Mars. But for most of you, your dream job is being done by somebody. So why exactly can't that be you? It's not impossible. It might be unlikely, but that doesn't mean it's impossible, right? If someone is doing your dream job, that is proof to you that what you want to do is possible and is attainable. So don't push it off. Work towards it. Don't let yourself wonder what if down the line. And the thing is too, when it comes to this, like a lot of you might be thinking, well, there's like three different things I want to do, four different things I want to do. How do I pick which one? And I asked Babin that because I feel like that's a question a lot of people have. You know, they have too many things that they're really good at or too many things that they're passionate about to pick just one. And I asked Babin, like, what do you do in that situation? And his gut reaction, which was flip a coin and you'll know what it is, what you want when the coin is in the air. You know, and if it lands in it, you pick one and it's the wrong it's say heads is i don't know i'm terrible at coming up with examples on the fly but you'll know whatever it is if you're flipping a coin you know what you want when the coin is in the air but what babin really said about this and i really think this is an important point to make is that you can change your mind <laughs> it's not like you're at this fork in the road you have option one option two if you pick option two you can never do option one no <laughs> how many things have you started and stopped <laughs> seriously think about it like how many like i look at myself i've started like four youtube channels <laughs> this podcast i've tried to create content on linkedin facebook twitter instagram tiktok and i you know like you can try things and if it doesn't work or if you find out you don't like it there's no shame in quitting like we have babin talking about how we kind of have in, in like society there's like a culture of like like you like don't be a quitter but if you hate what you're doing stop doing it if it's not exactly what you want to be doing, then don't fucking do it. Do, you can pick one thing, just pick one and roll with it. And if it doesn't go the way you thought it would, 
then change it up. There's nothing wrong with changing your mind. I feel like a lot of people feel like once they have their mind made up, they can't change it. And that's just not the case. And I think, I think where the, where my question I wish I asked now here as I kind of ramble is when do you know to change your mind? And I think, but now that I say that question out loud and I'm trying to think of how to answer it is I think honestly, you know, when to change your mind, at least personally, when I, I know when I like, there's a moment in time where I know I want to change my mind and I know I don't want to be doing what I'm doing. And I'll try to talk to other people about my situation to validate it. I'm just looking for validation that what I want to do, the actions I want to take are make sense to other people so that I'm not being crazy for lack of a better word. But I'm just trying to, and and so when you know you want to change your mind, you'll know. You will know when you want to change your mind because you deep, like no one can tell you when only you can know. And I think deep down, you do know when that moment comes, but I just want you to remember, there's absolutely nothing wrong with changing your mind. And I think too, speaking of that, what I liked, uh, another interesting thing with Babin, and I think Babin has, I don't know how to, his, I wish we didn't, we didn't talk about this a ton. We he touched on it a couple of times. His tattoos have a lot of significance to him. And the one I want to talk about is the process. He's a process tattooed on his arm, just two words. And what was interesting with Babin is he, when he got the job with, with Gary V, he was, he said he was almost happier leading up to it when he was in the process of trying to get that job and working towards it. And oh, I don't have my phone on me. I have a quote I want to read you actually right now about the process and why you have to love the process, why you have to love the work. And I was reading a book by Aubrey Marcus recently. And he said, I got to find this quote for you because it's so good. Um, I got to open up my email or my, my note-taking app. But it was about the process and why you need to love the process. And it hap- essentially basically what I was talking about, how there is no end result in life. Um, where are we here? I've got it right here. The quote, just scrolling down. Um, there is no destination in a well-lived life. In a well-lived life, there's only a journey. And I thought about that for a little while. And it's because really there is no, there is no end destination, right? Why you have to love the process is because once you climb the mountain, once you get over the first mountain, one, on the other side, it's a bigger mountain. And once you climb over that mountain, there's a bigger mountain on the other side. And you, you'll never get to the end destination. The only end destination you're going for is that you're going to die one day. And the rest of it is the process. There's always going to be something else to work on. There's always going to be another project, another challenge. And I don't think it's a bad thing. Either. I think as humans, we're meant to work towards something. I think if you put me on a beach and we're like, yeah, just chill out for the rest of time. I don't think I would enjoy that. I would probably be sad if I had nothing to work towards. And so we're always going to find other things to work on, other things to work towards, other goals, other challenges. And that's why you have to love the process. You can't do what you do for an end result because once you get there, you're going to want more. You're going to want to climb the next mountain, right? You make $50,000 a year, you're going to want 75. You make 75, now you want to break 100. You have over 100K, now you want $250,000 a year. Like there's always going to be more, 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 more. So you have to fall in love with the process of getting it, not the, not getting it itself. And 
I just thought it was interesting how Babin got his dream job, but he almost said he was happier when he was trying to get it. And when you're trying to figure out, if you're trying to figure out what it is you want to do, what is that process? What process do you enjoy doing more so than the end result? And I just, I, that, this is so important because you're going to spend so much more time in the process than you are getting to whatever that result is, right? Like if let's use basketball as the example, because I always think whenever I hear the word process, I always think of the Philadelphia 76ers and trust the process. Um, and so if we look at basketball, winning a championship happens probably we'll say it really happens for like two days i don't know i mean i don't know like you win the championship and it will even give you a month to celebrate it right but then it, once that month is over you're back to square one you're back to training you're back to practicing you're back to working out you're back to playing regular season games to get to the playoffs to to play in the playoffs to try and get another chance at the championship like if you only play basketball to win a championship that would be 90, 91% of your time is actually winning a championship and celebrating it. The rest of it is work. And if you don't enjoy the work of putting up shots and getting in the gym and lifting weights and going to practice and playing regular season games, like what are you doing it for? Right? Like, could you imagine? A, and like, you're not even guaranteed. That's the thing too, with the process over the result. You're not always guaranteed a result. You're always guaranteed the process. And just in basketball, you're not because you get drafted into the NBA doesn't mean you're going to win a championship, right? So if you're only playing basketball to try and win the championship, you're not going to be inclined to stick through it all, especially if things go bad. You have to, have to, have to love the process. It's just so important. Another thing too that I thought was interesting with Babin was he had this kind of this this plan laid out. And it was that he was going to move to New York. He was going to get an internship from his internship. He was going to get a full-time job and he was going to crush it with this full-time job for a couple of years and then try and like happenstance, bump into Gary in the hallway, ask him, talking about coming on Team Gary Vee. And that's how he's going to get his job on Team Gary Vee. And that didn't happen. It happened a, a lot quicker than that. He moved to New York, had a six-month internship. When he was about to lose his internship, he got a meeting with Gary that by chance ended up being long, got offered the chance to try out for a position and he got the job that way in six months instead of two years two, two and a half years. And when part of the reason when we were talking about how he was almost like happier when he was chasing this job as to get onto team Gary, as opposed to once he actually got the job was that he went from step two to step 10 in very, very fast. And part of the reason he thought that maybe he needed steps three through nine, um, before working on team Gary V to be ready. Like for, he didn't necessarily know if he was ready once he got the opportunity. Um, because he thought he was going to have steps three, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine to kind of get ready for that opportunity. But he got that opportunity at step two. And my takeaway from that though, is that he was fine. <laughs> like he didn't need steps three through nine. He was already ready and extremely talented. I did a lot for Gary. Like I said, I love, I love his style. I mean, like, yes, his typography. I also love just the way he edits his photos and his color grading, especially for a while. He has like a, it's like almost like a, a lower saturation with like some hints of oranges, like a gray, black, or like a gray and white with some orange. I don't know. I just love the vibe. Um, but he was ready for Gary. He was ready for that opportunity. And I think the same happens with a lot of people. We don't think we're ready for that next step or that big step. We think maybe it's because we're making excuses because we're scared and we don't like change. Um, but a lot of, we can handle a lot more than we give ourselves credit for. We have, we have this voice in our head. And oftentimes, like you think the voice in your head is on your side, but more often than not, it's against you. And this voice in your head will 
convince you that you're not ready, that you don't know what you're talking about. But really you are. And when you put yourself in those situations, more often than not, you're going to be okay. You are better than you think you are in most things. And I just thought it was interesting how Babin thought he needed steps three through nine, but he didn't. He didn't need them. He got on to, to Team Gary V. And this next sentence is very intentional. He got on Team Gary V and he crushed it. And he's where he's at today. And he didn't need steps three through nine. And I just thought it was takeaway that you can do more than you think you can. Trust me. Another thing too that you might... Another thing too though, speaking of that, with what I was just kind of on a rant there, I said how maybe you're, you're comfortable or you're scared of change. That was what I said. You said you're scared of change and that's part of the reason why you don't want to go from steps two to 10 in one go. And in Babin's case, you're not in Babin's case, but a lot of the reasons because we don't like change because we're comfortable. We like to be comfortable. And while comfort can be a good thing, I think change and stepping outside of your comfort zone is a very important thing to do. And that's part of the reason why Babin left Vayner. He was comfortable. It kind of became like a nine to five job to him where he'd show up, he'd do his work and he'd leave. There, the passion almost wasn't there anymore because he was comfortable. And he looked around and there wasn't a ton of room for him to grow. And then he realized that it was time to leave Vayner. His dream job. He was leaving his dream job because he was comfortable and he wasn't growing because he wasn't in his comfort zone or he was in his comfort zone. He wasn't stepping out of it anymore. So he had to step out of it. And I think that's such an important thing to do. Once you're comfortable, you have to push yourself further because you're, when, when you're comfortable, you're not growing, right? If you create this perfectly comfortable environment where you don't face stress and you don't have to overcome adversity, you're not going to grow. And so I think if you look or ask yourself, like, are you comfortable in what you're doing? Are you too comfortable? I think being a little bit comfortable is okay. I'm not telling you to always be outside of your comfort zone, but and I think how comfort zone work, how comforts comfort zones work too is they expand. So say your comfort zone is two inches wide. This is just to make it easy for you to understand. Picture this. Picture it's a circle. You're in the middle of the circle, it's two inches wide. We'll say here, because you're standing, and we'll say it's five feet wide, a five foot wide circle, you're standing in the middle. You step out of your comfort zone. That's great. You're outside of your comfort zone. But as you spend more time outside of your comfort zone, your comfort zone expands. So now it's 10 feet wide and you're in it again. And so you work and you step outside of your comfort zone again. So you're outside of your comfort zone, inside of this 10-foot circle. But over time, you get comfortable being just outside the comfort zone again. It expands again. Now it's 15 feet wide, right? And you can't just step outside of your comfort zone once because eventually it's slowly growing behind you. It's almost like if you played Fortnite with the eye of the storm, it's the opposite. It's not come closing in. It's going out. It's expanding. And every time you step out of it, it eventually will catch up to you and envelop you again. You're in your comfort zone again. So you have to always be stand, getting outside of your comfort zone. And if you're too comfortable, that's when it's time to change things up because you want to be growing as a person. You always want to be growing. You want to be learning. You want to be getting better. And in Babin's case, he had his dream job. And at the time, getting his dream job, he had to step far out of his comfort zone when he did it in the first place. He had to move across the country. He had to be losing money every month to pay his rent. He had to go from being an intern to one of the very few videographers on Team Gary Vee. Like he went from <laughs> zero to 100 really quick. He jumped far out of his comfort zone. But eventually it caught up to him and it was, it became his comfort zone because it expanded and he knew that then it was time for him to leave because he was too comfortable. It became just a regular job to him. And I think that's important that for all of you, like eventually back to 
back to the process. And once you climb over the mountain, all there is is another mountain. If Batman could have stayed, but he wouldn't be growing necessarily. He'd be doing the same thing every day that he'd been doing. And he would have been comfortable. He was comfortable. And so I think if he was able to leave VaynerMedia, I think if you are stuck where you're at, you can change it up as well. I think it's scary not knowing what that is. But I think sometimes it's, most oftentimes, it's good to jump out of your comfort zone once you've been in it for too long. And if you don't know what you want to do, or if you know what you want to do, but you don't know how to get there, amazing advice from Babin is to create the work you want to be hired for. And this is very specific to creatives, but create the work you want to be hired for. And in Babin's case, we didn't dive into it a ton on the video, but he has a video about how he shot a Nike ad in his apartment. And I think it's the second most viewed video of all time. It might even be his first now. But he has this video where he shoots a Nike ad in his apartment where he has his pair of Nikes and he creates this little set and he shoots the video, not because like he's paying him to, because he wants to shoot a Nike ad one day. And so because he did that, he's creating a piece of work that if Nike were to find him, they can see this video of him. He's shot a Nike ad in his apartment. Like he has experience, quote unquote experience doing it, right? Like a lot of people want to shoot for Nike, but they're not, Nike's not going to come calling. You have to create this environment yourself to do it. And it's not like Babin made this video and Nike was like, yo, look at this video, come shoot for us. It's not how it worked. And that's almost never how it's going to work. But what happened in Babin's case when he created the work he wanted to be hired for because he wanted to shoot for Nike, he created it, as, did his own Nike commercial. A bunch of other brands saw that and contacted him. And he got a ton of work through that original video. And so you can directly connect that video to this extra work, but it's not connecting to Nike, right? And a lot of people, Babin said, people almost been like clowning him and leaving comments like, oh, I guess Nike never called, like, ha, ha, ha. But the thing is, though, that that video lasts forever, right? So maybe one of these people that, with one of these brands Babin just worked for will eventually go on and work for Nike. And because Babin made that video and established a relationship with this person at their previous job, when they move to Nike, they'll think of Babin and they'll call Babin, right? It's a long-term play, but... You can't connect the dots looking forward, but eventually that video, I'm 100% believe that video will eventually result in Babin working for Nike. Didn't happen overnight, but it did lead to other opportunities that will eventually get him to Nike. I genuinely believe that. And so in your case, create the work you want to be hired for. If you're a photographer, do a Babin to do a photo shoot in your apartment with the product you want to shoot for. If you're a videographer, make videos around the product you want to make videos for, right? Create the work you want to be hired for. Even if you're, I don't know, let's say a, a writer, you want to work for, you want to write scripts for video games. You could essentially write a script and put it, I don't know, this is a terrible example. I, again, I'm the worst at coming up with examples on the fly, but you could maybe you could write a script for a video game, maybe a sequel to a game that's popular, post it in the subreddit and get attention there, get traction there. There's always ways. Create the work you want to be hired for. It might not directly lead to you getting that work, but it will get you closer and it will get the attention of the people that you want to work for eventually. And you never know. It could always lead to you working with them. And don't just do it one time, do it over and over and over again. And eventually, it could lead to the work that you actually want to be doing. Another thing too, and actually we kind of touched on this already, but I, I wrote it down here later in my notes, um, but it's that the idea of being ready doesn't exist. And that is so true. We always want to be ready. We want to be, <clears throat> we want to make sure we're good and all, we want to make sure we've researched enough, we have enough, of, we want to make sure we're ready before we start. And that's never, you're never going to be 100% ready. And I talk about this all the time when I go on other people's podcasts and they talk to you about starting my show. 
And I always say that like I had, it took me six months to start my show. I got gear for, I wanted to do it for more than six months because I got gear for Christmas. I got my mics for Christmas. I got my interface for Christmas. Um, actually, I think I got my interface first and then I bought my mics. So I got, I, at Christmas, my first mics. And then I sat on them. And then I researched podcasting and how to start a podcast and what should my podcast be about and who should I get for my first guest and what's the cover art going to look like and all these different things and all these excuses. And I recorded a test podcast and then it was a couple months later then I finally was like, you know, let's start this show because I wanted to be ready. And I spent six months prepping and researching and organizing and getting ready. And I was nowhere near ready for my first podcast. I wasn't. I, there's some things you just never know until you actually do it. And I, I'm okay. Here we are. Um, two and a half years later, still going better than I was at the beginning. Um, I don't think there's anything I could have done that would properly prepared me for that podcast because there's just certain things you'll, you'll know by doing, you learn by doing. And so you'll never be ready, but don't let that stop you from starting. I think that's so, so important. And this is a good one. This is a quote, another quote from Babin that I really like. I can't remember what we were talking about. This is near the end of the podcast. He said, I'm not working with or against anybody right now. It's just me versus me. Comparison is such a trap. Comparing yourself to other people and other work is such a trap. It's such a, ter- it's such a thing. It's, you just don't do it. Don't compare yourself to other people. Compete with yourself. Outdo yourself. 1% better every day equals like 3,800% better every year. Um, don't fact check the math on that because like I, <laughs> I saw that quote on Instagram today. Um, but seriously, because if you're comparing yourself to other people, you don't know their full, their full story. You don't know their full context. You don't know how long they've been doing things. You need to compete against yourself. You need to make sure you're getting better every day because looking at someone else's success doesn't help you get better. Sure. It might be able to motivate you a little bit, but it's so much, you're doing it for the wrong reasons. If you're doing it just to be better than someone else, do it because it's what you want to do. And then do it until back. Actually, this is another thing that happened in the podcast. Do it until you're a monster, right? In Babin's case, when he's starting Team Gary Vee, like, he asked Gary Vee's brand director, Andy Cran, he's like, yo, what can I do? What are these other, what other things can I do? Can I learn about Facebook ads? Like, I want to learn about everything. And he goes, you're here to become the best video editor you can. Become a monster at it. And to become a monster at it, you have to get better every single day. And you're not going to do that by comparing yourself to other people. You're going to do that by trying to get better than you are right now. Be better than you are today. Tomorrow, you want to be better than you are today. That's it. And compete with yourself because that's the only one person that's worth competing with. And speaking of that too, like a lot of people are worried about what other people think. And this was so important. <laughs> but Hamlin goes, no one really cares about you. Like people are so in their own shit and worrying about themselves and no one actually cares about what you, you and what you're doing. And so don't let that stop you from doing anything. All right. Especially on social media. People, we think people care so much. Like, and even if people do have snap judgments about you on social media, they're not going to remember in 12 seconds when they scroll past. So no one actually cares about you. So don't let the opinions of other people stop you. Just, it's kind of been a theme to this whole thing is do what you want to do. Make sure you get to the finish line of life with as little regret as possible. Don't have anything you can ask yourself, what if? Because at the end of the day, and this is the, the big thing with this podcast, is you're going to die one day. And like, I hate saying that because that sucks and it's scary. It's something I, I don't wrestle with enough, but it's very true. You're going to die one day. We all are. 
And I, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I can feel almost like anxiety when I say that, but it's very true. And it's an important thing to remember because it'll help you act differently. If you think you have unlimited time, what's the rush in chasing your dreams and doing what you want to do? You'll have tomorrow, but tomorrow's never guaranteed. So chase those dreams today. And a lot of people don't because they're so worried about what other people are going to say or what about other people are going to think, but no one cares about you. I mean, yes, that your family cares about you. Don't be dramatic, <laughs> but people, no one actually cares about what you're doing. They're so concerned about what they're doing and what they think other people think of them. They're not actually thinking about you. They're not. No one cares as much about you as you think they do. So just go do whatever the hell you want to do. Chase your dream. I don't care how ridiculous it is. You are going to die one day. And you know what? Even if someone does care about you, <laughs> no one's going to care in a hundred years. So stop pushing off your dreams. Go chase them. Don't wait till tomorrow. Tomorrow's not guaranteed. You could be dead tomorrow. I hope not. Knock on wood for you. I love you. <laughs> but seriously, stop putting off chasing your dreams because you're going to die one day. We all are. And that is a morbid, not morbid, but not the great, not the nicest way to end a podcast. But genuinely, I just really want you to go, go do your thing. Go chase your dream because I believe in you. You can do it. If someone else is doing it, why can't you, right? So get out there, go and chase your dreams. But seriously, thank you so much for taking time to listen to this podcast. Whether you listen the entire way through or you only listen to bits and pieces, I really appreciate you taking time to check this out. Do me a big favor, go and follow Babin. Like I said, very, very dope creative. Love his work. Um, at Babin on Instagram, Babin on YouTube. Um, his phone number, his, he has a new, he jumped on the community platform, so you can text him. Um, his goal is to build deeper relationships with people that consume his content. Uh, so his number is 850-204-3855. Again, that is 850-204-3855. I'll make sure it's linked in the show notes down below as well. So you can find him, you can contact Babin there. Um, if you'd like to follow me, you can find me anywhere on social media at, at the Jacob Kelly, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Feel free to come and say hello. My DMs are always open. I'm um, speaking of TikTok. I'm going to try and post more there. I've cut like four or five Babin clips from this podcast that I post onto TikTok. Um, so hopefully I'm still posting by the time you're listening to this. Um, but yeah, you can find me anywhere at the Jacob Kelly, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, uh, podcast. You can find the podcast on Instagram and at my social life podcast or YouTube by searching up my social life. There is a video version of this podcast on YouTube. If you want to check it out, if you like to see mine of Babin's beautiful faces, you can find it. Just search up My Social Life, My Social Life, Tyler Babin. This podcast and the channel will come up. Um, if you did enjoy today's podcast, if you enjoyed these takeaways, please consider leaving a positive rating and review. Um, helps more people find the podcast. It helps to grow the community that I'm developing here, that you and I are developing here because you're a part of this community. Um, and also, if you enjoy this, make sure to subscribe to the podcast. Stay tuned for future episodes. I put out brand new interviews every single Monday. And I put out a brand new takeaways like this as an audio exclusive every single Thursday. As always, today's podcast is powered by TrueFan. Thank you once again for listening, everybody. We'll talk soon.